Would you like predictable income secured by real estate? HBG Capital offers you the opportunity to invest in real estate that is built to be transparent for the investor while designed to be insulated against economic volatility. We provide investors an effortless way to diversify beyond traditional investment opportunities like stocks and bonds and even popular real estate. Our syndication and lending opportunities offer a high rate of return and are 100% passive, delivering truly effortless income. Many other investments offer passive income in the 4-6% to range. Our opportunities have delivered fixed rates of return in the double digits since inception. Retirement accounts such as self-directed IRAs and self-directed Roth IRAs also qualify for this investment. So, if you are looking for an effortless investment with double-digit returns, then visit our website, www.hbgcapital.net. Learn more today at hbgcapital.net. Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I'm excited to share with you the complete start to finish of one of our syndication deals. I want to share with you exactly what we did from start to finish, trying to leave no stone unturned so that you can understand how some of these syndication deals work, the factors that go into them, and basically have some education so if you're considering an investment like this, you don't lose money. I'm going to share all the things to look at things to watch out for. So you're not going to want to miss this. Uh, But first, if you get value from these episodes, do me a favor. If you don't mind, leave us some love, leave us some reviews, uh, share this with your friends and family. If you feel like it adds value, um, it is, it feeds the algorithm that allows us to bring you more great content. So thanks for doing that. All right. So we just finished up a 36 townhome development uh, that we ended up selling. And I want to share the story of how this happened from beginning to end and all the different parts and pieces uh, that went into it relevant to if you're an investor looking at this thing. So to start, our firm does a very good job of identifying the areas that are not the highest to best use with the local communities in and around Nashville, Tennessee. And we add value to the city, to our seller, to our investors, and to ourselves by rezoning that land and force appreciating the value of it through the rezoning process. That's really where we get our our specialty. Uh, because when we do that, when we can go to a seller and say, hey, you got a home that's worth three, dollars $400,000. If we could pay you a million for it, would you be interested? It adds value to them, especially to us and our investors when it's really worth $2 million after that rezone because we did all the work to get it through there. So the seller's happy. They win. The city gets some tax revenue and some new homes. You get these families that move into it that are happy. Uh, the investors make money and are, and, are, and are happy. We're happy. So it really is a win-win for everybody, but it starts with working with local municipalities to identify those parcels of land, working with the homeowners, explaining the process, and then taking it through that whole process. Now, I'm not doing an episode today on the whole process, but just know it, it takes about a year. There's a lot of work involved. 
And we do all the heavy lifting during that process. And we take the risk uh, of using our own money to pay for the civil, the endangered species reports, the geotech reports, the environmental reports, et cetera, to know. We do not close on that piece of land with investor funds until all of the due diligence has been done. We know that there's no animals on there that are endangered that needs to be removed. We know how much rock is underneath the land. We know if there's like some toxic nuclear dump site that has been on it for years. And we know that the city has approved and stamped the construction drawings and passed the rezone of the property. At that point, the value has been built. The next step is we build what we call a investor pack and send out a pro forma. This details everything there is to know about the area, what's going on with this particular asset class. This happened to be a, uh, a 36 townhomes that we were building. So we want to make sure we show the absorption rates, the median sales prices of the homes, uh, how fast the current homes that are similar to this particular home are selling, everything that you need to know to feel comfortable doing this investment. And at this point, it takes usually takes about 30, 45 days to raise the money for these deals. In the meantime, we call our uh, attorney. Um, we, we love Byron over at Three Pillars Law, and he will start setting up the paperwork to do what we will do, either a 506B or a 506C syndication. Um, you know, because we knew we would be raising money from friends and family, people we had a prior relationship to, uh, we personally chose to do a 506B on this. So if you're thinking about raising money, always consult with an attorney first have them handle the paperwork. Uh, the attorney sets up the paperwork. In the meantime, once that is done, we we then create the LLC using that paperwork. We go to the banks, we set up new bank accounts, and we have a brand newly formed LLC that is using the syndication vehicle by a 506B. At that point, we can now go to investors and say, hey guys, if you're interested, we are ready to fund your money. At this time, we will set a future fund date and tell them when it needs to be funded. Um, in the meantime, we have spent a considerable amount of time in the due diligence collecting bids from subcontractors, uh, getting takeoffs for the order quantities. Um, we have uh, vetted the area and met with the subs and walked it, and we have solidified contracts. We have plugged the project into our software systems to be managed. And we have all of our cost codes outlined to be able to control um, and be able to read the budget. Now, at this time, we set a start date on the project. Once it actually, once the investors' funds go into the syndication, uh, we then contact the bank. The bank is usually aware about you know thirty days ahead of time of closing. They know that the money's going to be in. They have ordered the appraisal. The appraisal has gone out. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we like to work with multiple banks, quite frankly, because sometimes the appraisal doesn't work out the way you want. You don't want to be stuck. You want to have uh, multiple options at closing. So I do recommend multiple banks, even though you're going to make uh, someone unhappy because uh, they're not going to get it. And at that point, uh, hopefully everything lines up. Usually there's something we're waiting on. Maybe it's a couple investors who haven't funded. Maybe we're waiting uh, for the, the bank to finish up their underwriting process. But eventually we lead to the actual closing of the deal. So we will close on the deal at this point. We closed on this land. Uh, it was slated for 36 townhomes. Uh, we got the budget and we hit rock and roll. We had a uh, A-plus sub knock this out of the park. Unfortunately, we did hit winter time and it was very wet winter. So this project probably stalled three, 
maybe even four months longer than uh, than it should have. Um, it ended up taking about uh, 12 months. And I can say that we did run into some issues. There were some surprises with the city. The water department initially told us, hey, uh, I know we told you that you weren't going to have to pay any uh, utility fees, but turns out you are going to impact some of the water lines and we need you to pay these impact fees. So that was like a $33,000 surprise there. Um, we were surprised. The city actually came to us and said, hey, look, we screwed up. We should have had two light poles uh, in here on the construction drawings. I know we approved them, but do you mind throwing some some light poles in? And what are you going to do when the per the entity that is approving all your developments asks you to do something that they said they basically screwed up? Uh, you can't tell them no. So we ended up having to fork over the money to install the light poles uh, on here as well. So there's always surprise costs. Make sure that you budget those in. Uh, the city is run by human beings. They do make mistakes. So they can promise you one thing and then come back and be like, ah, oh, crap, we missed this and you have to pay for it. That's the life of being a developer. Uh, luckily, we did raise more funds than we thought we were going to need on this project. So we didn't have any cash flow problems. We were able to fund uh, those overages and get it done. Um, funny story. So when we were doing the financing to do the vertical loan, we uh, got a knock on the door from a national builder and they said, Hey, we really like your development here. We want to buy it. You know, at this point, like the roads and stuff, we're getting ready to go in. And we said, well, you know, thanks, but no, thanks. We're, we're not really, we don't want to sell. Uh, and they said, well, we'll offer you this for it. And we said, well, now it's for sale. And we ended up selling uh, that that piece of land and uh, making a great profit on it for the time period and the amount of time that we put into it. Uh, it was a great return for our investors. We just happened to be working with another piece of land right across the street. And the timing was perfect to basically sell that piece of land and uh, get them into the next. And so that was our goal was to just continue rolling our investors funds from project to project to project. And it worked out really, really well. But it was simple. Um simple, uh, smooth. I don't think there's no such such thing as a smooth development. There's always going to be problems and hurdles that you run into. Every piece of land that you do is going to be different. Everything you build is going to have a nuance to it. So every project is a learning experience in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so that's the nuts and bolts, the start to finish uh, on this. Um, when we paid out investors, uh, we paid them out first, and then our firm got to profit on the remaining. Yeah, you know, paid the bank loan off, uh, pay the investors out, and pay the. Uh, and we made money uh, on it, so that's the waterfall structure. Uh, we really like to structure things. We're we're not heavily compensated until we get the returns uh, for our investors. Uh, it's a big part about what we do. All right, that's it for today. We'll see you next time.